tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langsner. All right, guys, so we're back again. It's uh, Jordan Marshall, Mike Langsner, my partner in crime, Mastering Mitzvahs, another amazing, amazing episode. And this week, we got something fun for you guys. We're literally taking the show out of the Jersey area. We've got you guys dialed in with one of Chicago's hottest, most in-demand, most trend-setting entertainers, the myth, the legend, the lovely Miss Jasmine of High Productions. Uh, Jasmine, you can say what's up. What's up, guys? <laughs> nice, and we got her uh, kind of via satellite right here, so uh, tuning in with us this week, and thank you so much for giving Mike and I the time, and uh, we're excited to chat with you. Yeah, this is actually such Thanks. an honor for us, Jazz, because you're one of the people in the industry we truly look up to and admire. 100. There's There's been many times where our team is just like, you know, not doing it right for some reason, and as amazing as they are, we're like, here, just watch this, because this is what it looks like when it's done <laughs> to a T. You guys are incredible. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, so for the listeners, uh, why don't you give us a little idea of your background, you know, how you got started, and what the scoop is. So I have been in this industry quite a while, and I started when I was 18. I had a friend who was a dancer at Bar and Bat Mitzvahs for a company that they needed an extra dancer last minute and asked if I could fill in to hand out party favors. And I was like, Sure. So I literally got paid $50 to go hand out glow necklaces and sunglasses and plastic gangster hats at a party as a favor just to help people out. And the next weekend, they needed another person. Can you be a dancer this time and not just hand out the favors? Sure, not a problem. So what started off as just filling in and helping somebody out turned into me becoming one of the main dancers, becoming one of the choreographers, and leading into emceeing and then into sales for this one particular company. And it was great. It was perfect timing. I was a full-time student in college. I played college softball. So it's hard to find a consistent job when you're in college and your sport is also your job. So it worked out well with my schedule. And that's where my start became um, in the interactive entertainment industry. Awesome. Really cool. And it's so cool just to see how, you know, Jasmine, your brand and the culture of your crew and, you know, all your rock star performers, everybody from, you know, Vega to Rob to Twitch, all these, you know, killer entertainers that you have, you know, on your team, where it started and kind of, you know, how it's here. And the fact that, honestly, like, you're kind of a woman playing in a man's world, so to speak. Yeah, you are. You are. You are a woman. (laughs) I meant the subject. You're kind of, you know, messing in in a world that's, you know, dominated by, you know, male MCs, male business owners for entertainment companies. Like, uh... What's that like? How, how'd you how'd you kind of you know get into one to tackle that? So, you know, back to when I started, and it, again started off as filling in for somebody, then just became a side job. At that particular company, they had an event where the MC couldn't make it, and I was supposed to be the head dancer. Right. And I got a. This is back when beepers were around. Okay. I got a, a message that you got, they you got a nine one one text nine one one nine one one. Um, they needed me to step up and be the MC, and I had never done it before. And me just kind of being an outgoing, fun, you know, just throw me in the fire type person right. and I'll handle it. I MC'd, and I 
went back to the studio that night, and the all the guys in the company they're like, "Wait a minute, Chad, you emceed that party?" And I was like, "Yeah, it rocked. It was awesome. The party planner loved it. The family loved it. It was great." And they're like, "A girl emcee? Yeah, right." So great. Well, my background is I'm an athlete. I'm a competitor. I have two older brothers. <laughs> So you said that to the wrong girl. <laughs> well, and, and nobody knows, and you, you probably won't say it about yourself, but you're also very, very competitive from what I've heard. Yes, yes, and you I love am. And you love the challenge, so that's great that you just yes. kind of jumped in. So the natural fun and excitement I had from that evening, which, was a, which I felt like, oh, this is a great opportunity, this is awesome. Well, now you just fueled my fire by saying, what? A female MC? Yep. So now I had that internal motivation and challenge that I'm not just going to be the first female MC. I'm going to destroy you guys and Love get booked more than you guys. That's awesome. And literally in six months, it completely turned around. And I was the first female MC. And fast forward a little bit, when I left that company, I wanted to be a news anchor. I was graduating college. I was done with the mitzvahs, mm-hmm. and a bunch of planners hunted me down and said, you can't leave the industry. Start your own company. And I started Hype as a hobby. I thought, well, I'll maybe do one or two a month just so I can have some extra money. And here we are 23 years later and over 70 employees, performers later, and, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> I, that's amazing. I was just going to ask you if there was any other... Like if you went from that first company right into owning your own, I mean that's that's amazing. I did. And, yeah, I did. Wow, it's awesome. It's awesome. Now, when you first started your own brand, was it just you? Did you have any key people that you knew you could lean on? Like you know, because for me, I, I know when I when I started Explosive, I literally like I was in my parents' basement. I knew that I I loved these parties. I knew that I brought great energy. I had a couple of entertainers I could lean on, but I was really the judge, jury, and executioner. For, for my brand, so... And, and Jazz, did you ever DJ as well, or always on the MC dance side? Um, I dj as well, but I was booked so quickly and so far in advance as an MC that I rarely ever was even given an opportunity to DJ because I was booked as the MC. Got it, got it. And, and yes, I was a... pretty much a one-person show. Um, I was the only MC, and just being in the entertainment industry, because my parents have also always been in the entertainment industry. I had um, friends that I quickly trained how to be a mitzvah DJ and how to be mitzvah dancers. And it was really huh? myself and three other people. That's how Hype Productions started. What, what did and, your parents do? I'm curious. Um, well, my mom used to be a dance choreographer, and my dad, outside of his regular full-time job at a paint factory, he was also in theater. My parents were in theater. My dad was a vocal instructor. He used to sing in a doo-wop group. So, cool. so I've always been around music and entertainment. Stuff's pumping in your blood. Yeah, just on a different side of it, more the theater um, side of it. And, um, yeah, so when I started Hype, it was literally, hey, a couple of, you know, other people I grew up with who also were around entertainment their whole lives. We let's just do this. Let's make, you know, some extra money a couple of times a month. And so quickly, it was the second week of October when I did my first event. And literally by the first week of November, I realized, I don't think I'm going to go be a news anchor now because the phone has <laughs> not stopped ringing just after two weeks of being hyped. And I'm a believer in baby steps. I think you take baby steps, you perfect it, and then you decide what your next step is going to be. And very quickly, my decision was, once a year, I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow this business in a giant step, but I'm going to take an entire year to perfect that step. And 
before I bite off too much more than I can chew, I wanted to make sure that every angle and every possibility was, it really became a well-oiled machine every step of the way. And so quickly after year one of me being the only MC, one of those original dancers became my second MC. A year later, another MC. So I slowly built not just the foundation of our brand, but really just who we were as individuals. We grew so quickly, not just because we were friends, but now we were working together as entertainers, and it was a whole different element of family. And as we brought new people in, it wasn't so much, can you sing, can you dance, can you backflip, can you spin on your head? It's, who are you as a person? Right. And will your vibe fit with our family? And then we'll go into the entertainment side of it. And that's really what's brought the longevity to hype that we have is who we've hired. I mean, most of the people that have worked at Hype over the years didn't even come in as entertainers. They came in as maybe another athlete that I've played a sport with and right. they understand the team player mentality and they had dance ability well, or they had singing ability and we built it off of that. Right. I mean, to take one of your rock star performers, you, you literally, you said you found Vega as, Vega was a street performer or something, right? Um, Vega was literally dancing in the window of a store, and I happened to be driving through that parking lot, stopped my car, and he was just kind of freestyling. And I walked into the store, and I was like, now, mind you, a female going up to a male in a store saying, hey, do you want to get paid to dance? And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm not that type of dancer. And I was like, you are an incredible dancer. I would really like to talk to you further about Hype Productions. And then that was a quick reality check that I have to be careful on how I approach somebody. That's so funny. Um, but he took the time to, you know, talk to me and learn about what Hype was and that right. we weren't looking for um, that type of dancer. Wait, wait, you know what? <laughs> I, I always feel like as a guy, if I see a girl at a, a bar, a club, or wherever, who's who's dancing has the right look, if I approach her like, hey, do you dance? Like, I feel creepy doing that, you know? So, so yeah, you, you have the, the reverse. I, I, I luckily have Jamie, you know, as my better half. So I'm like, Jamie, you got to right. go talk to her because if, if I do it, it's going to be completely taken the wrong way. <laughs> so, so Jasmine, you, well, you've, you've done all this entertainment side, but how did you conquer the business side of it? Because it, that's one aspect that yep. we admire with you, too. I mean, 100. you're such a stellar performer, but you also are a rock star business owner. Like, how did you... Master that. So it's really, I, I'm a, I believe that life is a lesson. I mean, every day I'm a student of life. And, you know, I have two bachelor's degrees and neither are in business. I didn't learn anything um, in college on the business level because, again, I thought I was going to be a news anchor. But what was kind of interesting to me is how quickly and how fast hype grew. I found my first five years of business. I was chasing the education on the business side. I was constantly, okay, I'm performing, performing, performing. Oh, wait, I've got to learn how to pay payroll tax, income tax. I've got to learn how to do all of this stuff. And I actually went to the SBA. They offered free courses, and I took a three-week just dive in, just burn your brain lessons on the accounting side, the legal side, the HR side, and learned as much as I could in that three weeks 
and also find I found an amazing CPA, an amazing attorney, amazing insurance agent, and I have my original three people from wow. 23 years ago. This is like real they, entrepreneur stuff. Here. It's, it's insane because all I had to do was memorize Mike's phone number because that <laughs> all that stuff that you just that you just taught yourself. I'm like, there's no way. So I'm like, Mike, I need you. So I'm I'm very you know in our neck of the woods. I'm super super humbled by him. He, he helps me out on that end, but it's just so cool to see Fair, how yeah. you know like. You're, you're, you're just taking all these things, like, from being a woman in, in a man's industry, so to speak, sure. business owner, you know, performer, like, you literally do it all. It's so, it's awesome. It's really so cool to look up to. It's great. It, it, is there any work in the home life balance? Yeah. Oh, there's, that's, that's a work in progress every day. I mean, even today, you know, it's spring break. My kids are at school. Mm-hmm. So I took Monday off, spent the entire day and night with them. And today's Tuesday. I'm going to be pulling an all-nighter, um, catching up on everything I can on the business side between the businesses so I can take tomorrow off to be with them again. Um, it's, it's a well-accepted, and I love having this balance. I think by nature I'm a go-getter. I like to be busy. I like to be on the move and do things. I'm not one to sit still. And so I, I like the personal challenge of the balance because I like competing with myself and can I be a better mother? Can I be a better wife? Can I be a better friend, daughter, business owner? I just wake up every day wanting to be the best that I can be and I think that's, I don't think that's something you can teach. I think that's innate. You either are or you are not a person who wants to let life happen or make life happen and I believe in making life happen. So it is a balance between, you know, my husband and I, he has his own business as well. Right. But what works well is it's just life. If we can wake up happy, be proud of the decisions, and know our intent of our decisions, and put our heads on our pillow every night, proud of what we've said, what we've done, what our actions were, that's all we can do. And and I think that's a testament to who we are as a family, who we are as business owners. If you are genuine in your intent and your integrity and your loyalty is a lifestyle for you, you cannot fail. Your clients will know that, your family will know that, your friends will know that, and that's your being. That's who you are. You can't fail if that is the cornerstone of just who you are in your character. I love that. Your integrity is a lifestyle. That, that's a that's a quote that's right a, there. That's a nugget, girl. Everybody listening in podcast land, write that down. That's what's up. And you know what the, the funny thing is, too, Jazz, that now this isn't like when people say you go to the office – you know, I don't want to air out everything just yet. We're going to talk about it in just a second. Obviously, you're, you're spot loft 21 and, and obviously your company, but you're all over sure. Illinois to, to do your appointments and your, your your consults and your parties. It's literally not just like it's in one place, right? No, I actually, here's what's crazy. I live in Indiana and I have several offices in Illinois and um, hype goes nationwide as entertainers, but we've also got such a large following in a few other cities that we now have sales rep sales reps in those cities um, that sell our packages for us and we often are sending our crew to these cities not just you know a couple times a year but dozens of times a year now and it's been a great again those baby steps it's been a great growth to expand my goal is to conquer one city at a time and we are going into our fifth city now. Wow. Absolutely amazing. How, amazing. How many events a year do you do, if you don't mind that we ask? Uh, me personally or the company? Uh, how about both? <laughs> yeah, about let's both. take both. So as a company, we probably do over 400. We're more about 
uh, quality more than we are quantity. Mm-hmm. We're more about... That, that's still a pretty uh, big quantity, Jazz. <laughs> it is, it is. But I, when you have as many performers as we do right. on our team, right. it's, it's really not. Because, you know, just in the mitzvah market, because now, I mean, I started as a mitzvah company, but now we have a whole wedding division, a corporate division. We do brand ambassadorship all week long. We've got a lot of our entertainers who are not even going out as MCs, DJs, or dancers. They're brand ambassadors at corporate um, functions and spokespeople for different corporations if there's a, a different conference going on or a trade show. Um, so we've expanded and really capitalized on what the raw natural talent is of each of our staff members that we go nonstop. So just in the mitzvah division alone, I have 10 MCs and you figure that's 10 MCs that need to be booked. We have a rule. We only book the first seven. Right. Again, it's more about quality than it is quantity. And so once those first seven are booked, we do not take on any more mitzvahs. But then we have a whole other slew of entertainers that just do weddings and corporate. So for, for me to say 400 events, um, while that seems like a large number, that's what our sweet spot is. We've learned that we don't want to be doing 10 events a weekend anymore. Seven, eight is our sweet spot where we know that we can manage the behind the scenes as well as the dance floor, as well as the follow-up. I think, I think families and clients and corporations – they should enjoy their planning process as much as they enjoy rocking out with you on the dance floor. And the experience starts in that first phone call. And if you are overloading yourself with too many events, you, it is impossible for you to genuinely give that TLC and sincere hand-holding to each client that right. hires you. So over the years, we have learned that seven and eight events at a time is our sweet spot on any given day. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't do three in the afternoon and seven at night, <laughs> right. um, but seven or eight at the same time frame is our sweet spot. That's so awesome. I think that um, when you look at those raw numbers, it does seem like a high number, but when you break that out into an entire year, including weekday work, it's actually a very um, controllable number and something that we feel we can master at that number. Love that. So, That's great. So you're in, you're in several different cities. Do you see a different... Um, like, like style of parties from city to city. Like, I mean, your your primary Absolutely. market is Chicago, right? Yes. So, so how how does Chicago do? Yeah, on the East Coast, it's a completely different performance than we're in when we're in the Midwest or we're in the West Coast or when we go south. I mean, oddly enough, the last four years, Louisville has been like a grand slam for us. In fact, last fall we had three events in Louisville in the same weekend. Um. So I literally sent 12 people, and they stayed the whole weekend there wow, because we right. had three events going on at, at different times. Um, but, yeah, we change our style. HYPE stands for the HYP is how you prefer entertainment. So we literally dissect with the clients that hire us and help them figure out what their personal stamp is going to be. And our job as entertainers, we have to be chameleons. If you have the kid who wants to be the center of attention, bouncing off the walls, high-energy club-style party, then we approach that as an entertainer differently than the client who wants more games, less dancing, not necessarily the center of attention, but still wants to feel that love and that excitement in the room. So we as entertainers have to approach that type of event differently. And that's what makes it really fun for us is that we get to see not just in Chicago, because in Chicago alone, I mean, there's one side of the spectrum to the other, with how, what the style of party is that we're right. going to do. But now when we travel to different cities, like you go to the East Coast, 
where EE, all that extra entertainment stuff, yes. is great in Chicago, it's only used for cocktail hour, then it shuts down and it's dance party. You go to the East Coast, all of our EE is open the entire party. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, they, they, the extra is... style. Yes. Um, Which adds to the challenge of performing, too. Correct. Oh, definitely. And, you know, there's a difference in the kids, too. You know, the kids here in Chicago might be going to four, three or four parties a weekend if you're in from one one town, but the very next town over, they might be going to one a month. And then in the East Coast, every time we've flown out there, it's nice because we start to build a rapport with the kids that we've seen multiple times. And we can be three steps ahead and say, okay, we saw them at this party. Let's switch things up and do it this way for this family. Um, so a lot of our core values in Chicago and how we personalize because we're heading to different cities over and over again, we're now starting to be able to do that same, um, I guess, create that same momentum of creativity in the other cities. And it's it's so funny to see the kids, like, you know, we'll do an event in Louisville, and these kids think, you know, like, doing the cha-cha slide is still really cool. Mm-hmm. I haven't done a line dance in Chicago in 10 years. Nobody <laughs> does line dance. Well, well you know what it is, though, too? I mean, I'm sure you guys make it the coolest cha-cha slide that anybody's ever seen. So it, it's the combination of the brand, you know, sure. p- putting that onto the onto the guests, too. You know, like taking this dance that obviously has been around, it's a little bit dated, but let's make it cool. So and I know you guys are doing that. So that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Which, which actually brings me to a, a cool little segue. What are you finding... In your neck of the woods, obviously, you guys, you know, cover a lot of different, a lot of ground out there, but are there any trends that you're seeing that are, you know, coming into play that are really big or that are kind of like going out, like versus, you know, us out here on, you know, on the East Coast? Like, is there anything big out by you guys that's kind of ruling the stage or? Yes, I think people are looking for more of the flair, more of the fun pow. I call it the pow, the wow factor, Um, something that's going to make your party different but everybody's really into that club-style feel. You know, the days are gone of the follow-me's and the line dances and changing costumes every set. Those days are gone. It's more of a club-style atmosphere. Moshing is huge here. These kids just rage. They are moshing. You know, there's 80 kids in this big, you know, pile in the center of the dance floor just jumping, jumping, jumping. You've got to have great calves and great quads. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> It has definitely changed the dynamic of how we present the entertainment. But moshing is huge. And then also those moments in the party where something happens that the kids turn and they're like, whoa, that was awesome. And all that does is refuel that energy and that excitement. And it's not even just the kids, the adults, too. They want that extra little pow to happen. And what's nice about Hype is we have a whole extra entertainment division that we have such a wide variety of things we can offer families to give them that extra pow. And we also track, you know, if you go to this school or this camp, we are tracking every event we've done the entire season from that school or that camp. What wow factor did we give that family? What did we do for this introduction? What did we do for this closing? How can we make it different for this next family? Because they've already seen us 30 times this season. Right. So we've got to come up with the 31st, the 32nd, the 33rd way to do it. Um, Keep it fresh, yeah. That's a lot of fun for us. It pushes us to be really creative, and that makes it even more fun for us because every family is different, and each family is wanting something different, whether it's with technology, maybe it's with performance, maybe it's with just music um, selections. So we like to be pushed to our creative maxim uh, and, and really see how can we 
personalize it for each family. It's about the experience. That's really what it's about. It's amazing. You know, what does your family want to experience? What do you, your guests want to experience? And how do we do it while keeping the warmth and the tradition in, in the entire environment? Do you have a lot of competition around you? Well, I guess it depends on how you define competition. We are the only company that does what we do at this capacity. We're also the only company that has the longevity that we do with staff. A lot of other companies, they either have one-trick pony MCs where it's just one headliner. Um, so they have, you know, nobody really at the same level versus at height. I didn't build Hype to be Jasmine Productions. I built it to be a team of entertainers that can make this their livelihood. Right. You know, my staff has offered health benefits and 401k plans. You treat your staff well, they're going to treat the company well, and together we, we treat the clients well. So we don't have that revolving door of entertainers. So there's a consistency that all of the planners, the clients, and that our brand brings to the table that really there's not one other company that comes close. So I'm, in that regard, it's hard to say, do we have competition? Of course, there's other companies that are being booked, but is it by price? Is it because you just happen to really connect with that one-trick pony? Right. Or does the family want to invest their dollars? Because you know as entertainers, you're, you're paying for your venue, you're paying for your bar package, your food, your decor, your photographer, your videographer. And every element is so important to have that team player mentality. But at the end of the day, it's your entertainment that's driving the bus. We're creating that moment so the photographer and videographer can capture it. We're following that timeline so the kitchen can serve their food hot. There's so many other elements that are so important, but we are the glue of that. You know, if you don't have good entertainment, I don't care how great the food and the decor was, your guests are going to leave and say, that party bombed. You know, so we are kind of the glue in that, and I believe that, a lot of other companies miss the mark and they come in with an ego versus the mentality of, hey, we're a team player. We're going to get that horror chair shot for you. We're going to make sure everyone's in the room when we do the blessings or the, the montage or whatever extra um, ceremonial thing that's happening. And I just, I know by feedback of clients, I know by feedback of other vendors and especially the planners that there's not another company that's crossing the T's and dotting the I's the way that we do. Well, congratulations. That's that's awesome. Really, really good stuff, Jasmine. That's amazing, amazing yeah. content. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I want to change gears. Explosive and Jordan and I, we, we showcase all the time. I, I mean, it's it, probably we, we do somewhere between 10 and 15 mitzvah showcases per year, which is a lot. Yeah. And, and then we have... Yeah. You know, uh, somewhere around twenty to thirty bridal shows, and we're developing a lot of the, the, the yeah. showcases internally here, us alone. You, you, you oh, that's great. do you just do your one big one a year? Do you have others? And and then I also want you to give uh, some tips or suggestions to families that attend showcases. You know, how do how do they maximize their experience? Yes. So we do our one big showcase a year that we produce. We are the exclusive entertainment, and then we only have one or two from each category of vendors that we know the families will need to hire. And my philosophy is, back when I started Hype and they had like all these different mitzvah showcases, it felt like a meat market. And I noticed families being turned off. You know, you everywhere you go, you're looking for a photographer, you're looking for a DJ, you're looking for a band. It, it was this meat market. And that's just not who I am as a person. And it didn't feel like that was our culture. That wasn't our... I, we didn't fit there. And for a time there, we had to do it just because we were building a brand. Right. But I noticed over the years that 
you know what, that's not really who we are. And if we're going to step out of the box, which is what we do at our events, and we're really going to be our own entity, let's do our own showcase. Let's do it our way so that families are coming and are having an experience. They're not just there to, you know, collect 10 different DJs, 10 different photographers' information. Come and have an experience with us. In the meantime, we've got plenty of vendors and caterers to educate you along the way within your process, but give them an experience because I think if people are having a good time, they're open to learning more, they're open to understanding more, and they're more open to, you know what, I get it. This is what I need to do to make my party a great celebration versus quickly let me run through every aisle and get everybody's information and then I'll do my homework and my research. I don't think people want that experience. They want to come have a good time, be educated, learn some ideas that they can do to personalize the party, and if, if the, the vendor is giving a great deal, if you sign right then and there, that's a bonus. Take advantage of that. And so for us, our one showcase a year has been huge. And our one showcase ends up being larger and more, more successful than all of these other, what I call them, meat market showcases have been. And I have a lot of vendors saying, Jess, how can I get your showcase? How can I get in it? You can't. <laughs> so so what, what about the listener? Or, showcase. What, what about the, the parent? Or the the family that's attending, like, what what are some tips for them? Like, should they plan on spending the day? Should they, you know, come with a notepad? Like, like imagine so, uh, you're giving advice to somebody who's never attended one of these before. Sure, it's it's three hours long. We have plenty of food, open bar, every EE thing that we offer. All of the vendors, uh, and again, remember it's more boutique style, so there's only one or two from each category. Right. Everyone knows going in, do not hustle these families. Be there to be a resource for them and to give them a great experience. Mm. So we blatantly, in our marketing, we tell parents, come ready to talk, but let your kids run free. It is an indoor sensory overload festival of dancing and games and something for everybody. And don't bring your kid by themselves. Bring friends with them because once you let them run free, they're going to have more fun with their friends, which changes their experience. And it also gives the parents the opportunity to really just say, hey, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Photographer, hey, Mr. and Mrs. DJ, can you tell me a little bit more what you can provide for us if we were to hire you? So there's more talk time for the parents with a great cocktail and some great food. And there's more fun time for the kids to run around, have all the cotton candy and the sugar and win the prizes, play the games. So it's a totally different calculated experience for the parents to have versus what the kids will have. And we give those tips to everybody who RSVPs to our event because we want them to maximize that experience. Of course, the end game, we want them to hire hype as their entertainment. We want them to choose Loft 21 as their venue. But even if they don't, come spend your afternoon with us. Have a good time. And if something here helped you better develop your party, we, we won. We all win. It's a win-win for everybody. And that should be the ultimate goal. If you're genuine about your intention to have a client or even a non-client have a successful event, they're still going to appreciate that your showcase helped them find the right people for their event, even if it wasn't your company. Right. And that's awesome. Really, really good stuff. So for those of you guys listening out there, you know, uh, in podcast land, if you, you guys are familiar with us as the Explosive Brand, if you guys want to see another showcase uh, and get the idea of it being done completely out of this world, we're going to give you guys all of Jasmine's handle stuff at the end of our podcast uh, session today. You guys can check it out. They do tremendous stuff that they put up on their YouTube channel, on their website, and you guys could really see another awesome uh, showcase kind of cultivated, put together, and executed. Um, and, I, and just to table uh, into our next segment really quick, Jazz, you had mentioned uh, 
Loft 21. Um, why don't you tell everybody what that's all about and uh, how that, how that uh, came about? So quite like how hype started off as a fluke and a hobby, <laughs> um, so did Loft 21. <laughs> so eight years ago, we did our first hype showcase. And we used to pick a different venue every year to help also promote different venues that we work at regularly. And by year three, our showcase was attracting over 500 people. It was becoming so large that we couldn't find a venue that could house what we want to do for our showcase. And in the back of my mind, I always thought, all right, someday I'll open my own venue. But there was literally no rush. I have two small children. Hype is a well-oiled machine. Now, I was not in a rush to go down that path. And I had a party planner hunt me down and say, Yes, why are you not creating your own venue? You're hitting your head on a brick wall trying to find a venue to fit your showcase. Right. Clearly, your brand can sustain itself. The time is now. Open your own venue. And fast forward 12 months, Loft 21 was open. <laughs> and so really, our the success of our showcases for Hype is what drove me to open up my own venue. And really, because as an entertainer, traveling nationwide, you've seen and done every type of, and style of event. You've seen, seen every type of venue out there. So with my creative brain, I wanted to create a venue that nobody has in no, no city. Something completely different that could be a blank canvas. Families can come in and really put the pieces of the puzzle together how they want it to look. What is their guest experience going to be? The lighting, the sound, the video screens, everything is included, and they can really paint their own picture. So it's a 31,000-square-foot building. You can have as small as 20 people, as large as 1,300 people, and we have mechanical walls. Instead of hotel partition walls, we have mechanical walls that by the push of a button, you create a grand reveal into the next room. So the guest experience is always like, oh, wow, what just happened? Let's go in this room. Oh, wait, now we're going into this room for dessert? Or you can keep it completely wide open, and everybody sees everything. Um, we have trap doors in the ceiling, so aerialists can come down. They can serve drinks. They can serve hors d'oeuvres, desserts on the dance floor. There's um, the all the special wow factors, confetti blowers and cryo machines. It's all there, and it's all on a checklist of things that you can play with. So you as a client can sit down and say, ooh, I'd like to do this for the grand entrance. I'd like to do this at the end of the horror. Oh, let's check this box and do this for the closing song. So it really gives them the opportunity to, if you thought you were able to be creative with hype, now you really get to be creative with your venue. That's amazing. No two parties will ever be the same at Lost 21 did, because did, every family is coming in with a different idea. Did you mostly build the facility for mitzvahs? And like, what's your percentage of mitzvahs there? I did not. I built it to be... Um, I think what's really popular in all spectrums of events, corporate, weddings, mitzvahs, charity galas, I think people love that raw feel. So Loft 21 is that raw industrial kind of um, loft feel, but there's a lot of modern, sexy, polished elements to it. So it is beautiful and modern and polished with that raw, that giant, you know, 24-foot-tall brick wall, which people love for their weddings. That being the background of their ceremony and their head table, people love that look. Um, and we're surrounded by natural forest preserves. So when couples come for their, you know, photos, they love. We have walking paths. We have trails. There's ponds back there. 
So on the outside... Jazz, really quick, how'd you, how'd you find this spot? I mean, it just sounds like the most <laughs> perfect spot for anything you could ever imagine in your brain. Like, how'd you, did you, how'd you come upon this? I had performed at this place many times. It used to be called the Cubby Bear. Okay, so it was already a venue previously. It was a bar. No, okay. it was a venue. It was a bar that would have, you know, cover bands come in and play. Right. Um, and once in a while, people would rent it out for a party. Mm-hmm. So I had been there, but it, it looked like, I mean, the really the cruddiest sports, sports bar, country-looking bar ever. So when... My husband suggested, well, why don't you look at the cubby there? Because I was looking at a lot of other different buildings. I was like, no way. Because in my mind, if I couldn't erase what that looked like and what it smelled like, <laughs> how was a prospective client going to be able to do that? So I literally wasted three months looking at other buildings before finally I gave in and said, all right, let me bring my blueprints in there. Let me stand in the middle of the room. And the first moment I walked in, I went to tears because I'm like, this is it. This is the space. Awesome. I can totally knock down everything in here keep the shell, and rebuild it. And that's exactly what we did. We literally knocked down every wall, ripped up every floor, and all we kept was the shell. Amazing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. So good. So that's great, Jazz. And just to kind of segue into our last portion of uh, our little cast here today, this is a final thought, the, you know, the whole big thing. Any tips for you know, families that are planning primarily a mitzvah, but just a party, you know, a gathering in general, sure. like, just things that they can kind of like look for and, and, and uh, how would you kind of uh, beef that up for them? I think families need to forget what everybody else is doing and just really have that heart to heart with you and your family. Who are we? What makes us tick? What is fun for us? If it's the wild, crazy, bouncing off the wall dance party, great. Make that happen, but do it because it's a reflection of your family. If it's more intimate and games and poker tables and just literally moving station to station having fun, then do that. It's a one-time shot to make it great. You can't rewind. You can't start over. So the first question is, what does your kid like? What don't they like? What makes them feel comfortable? Because the worst thing you can do is force them into a party that everybody else is doing if it's not a true reflection of who your son and daughter are and who your family is. And if you can get rid of that pressure and just stand strong as a family. This is who we are. This is what we like. You'll find that your guests will enjoy themselves so much more because there's no awkwardness of, ooh, Susie Q and Joey, they, this is not their style. I'm surprised they're having this type of party because in our world now, everybody's judgmental. Right. So lay, lay out the judgment. Be who you are, and you will experience the planning process, the party, and even the aftermath <laughs> of all the, the kudos and the memories so much more intensely and happily if you can forget what everybody else is doing and find out what your personal stamp is, because it's a reflection of your family. And and that's what people remember. Did they feel the warmth? Did they see you truly celebrating? And it was so much fun that they couldn't help themselves but participate in your happiness. That, to me, is what every family should think about the day they get their date, even prior, before they get their assignment the date. Think about who you are and what you are. And also be open to change, because who your son or daughter are when they're 9 and 10, when you start the planning, Yep. They're different by the time they're 13. 100. And don't feel like, oh, I've already invested into this huge dance party. I can't switch. Your key thing is to find vendors who are versatile enough that can move with that switch and still help you and guide you and really provide for you when that game plan switches. Amazing. Such great, 
great information for all you guys listening out there. I hope we, you know, Mike and I try to keep this podcast like around 30, 35 minutes. We could talk to Jasmine all day. And Jazz, I have a feeling you're going to be a reoccurring guest on this show because this is by far the best content that we've had thus far. And it's so great to get it from another beast of a, a talent uh, a business owner, of a venue owner, of a mom, of a, a wife. I mean, you literally do it all. And, and you know when we're over here, Mike and I taking notes as well, that you got some really good stuff. So, I mean, this has been so great. And thank you so much for taking the time. We know, you're, we know your schedule's happy crazy. To, so thank you. Happy to spend the time with you guys and give back. And I'm happy to come back again. Yes, Amazing. So cool. Amazing. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's a wrap with uh, the lovely Miss Jasmine of Hype Production, Chicago. And uh, hopefully you guys got some great content. Uh, Jasmine, really quick before we go, why don't you give everybody the handles, like uh, how they could find you guys if they want to, you know, check out some more information, maybe, you know, pick your brain a little bit. What do you got? Our website, hypeproductionsinc.com. Productions is plural, inc.com. And you can reach us on all of our social media from there as well. And even though there's social media with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I'm very proud of our social media and what, the content we put out there educationally for clients, but also even for vendors and people like you guys, you know, friends in other cities who do what we do. We love to share information and ideas with each other. So check out our social media as well. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much. And we'll actually, guys, uh, for everybody listening, we'll put all of Jasmine's handles into the, uh, into the podcast when we put it out to you guys. And uh, this has been another episode of Mastering Mitzvahs, right, Mikey? Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thank you. Thank you to all the listeners. You guys are awesome, and we'll see you guys again next week.